Welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. All opinions expressed by me or guests of the podcast are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any financial or investment decisions. Clients of Life Moves Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Hello, I'm your host, Dale Schaefer, and here's another great episode starting now. Let's go. Welcome to episode 24 of the Financial Purpose Podcast. I am joined today by a very, very special guest, a good friend of mine by the name of Claudine Land. Claudine, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Dale. I'm doing amazingly well. How are you? Doing very well, thanks. Good to talk with you again. And uh, Claudine, let me let me just, uh, I've got some introduction for you. Is it okay if I read it? And then you can fill in any gaps. Sure, I'd love that. Thank you. Okay, perfect. So Claudine is a native of Jamaica, West Indies, and she is the owner of a, a company called Virtual Ingenuity LLC. Uh, that company is SBA Women-Owned Small Business and uh, Women and Minority-Owned Small Business Certified. And uh, she's located physically in the greater Birmingham, Alabama area. So we're talking across the country today, which is excellent. And um, Claudine's company, Virtual Ingenuity, uh, provides services across all sorts of industries. And the goal is to help businesses improve operations and marketing, uh, in addition to increasing client efficiency, effectiveness, and Profits. Uh, and from your bio, Claudine, you, you have a lot of experience in marketing grant writing for major medical universities, um, heading up project, uh, project management initiatives in healthcare industries across multiple states uh, in the public relations sector. And you founded the, the company to motivate businesses to reach their full potential. Um, so, Claudine, welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. Thank you, Dale. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, so, Claudine, given your expertise in marketing, and uh, given that who my audience reaches are a lot of business owners, and at least that's the intended listener, uh, I thought we'd talk today about marketing. Um, because for businesses, especially small businesses, uh, sometimes marketing your business kind of feels like uh, trying to manipulate a Rubik's Cube that's unsolvable. The pieces aren't there, right? So why, That's why, right. why does it feel that way? Why does it feel so difficult to do it? I love that analogy, Dale. Um, thank you. Because a lot of times, you know, my clients come in and it's just that. They tell me, Claudine, I need virtual ingenuity's help. I don't know where to start. You know, uh, there's some clients that, as you know, when you're building a house, you need a foundation for that house, right? So right. let's talk a little bit, okay, about marketing and what that foundation is that entrepreneurs need. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about Virtual Ingenuity, LLC. So we provide marketing services to, and brand consulting um, and strategic planning to boost your organization or your business so that you guys can be more visible, whether it's online or um, through email marketing. Through, we just use various types of marketing to make your business more visible more productive, and more profitable on a daily basis. So let's, we're talking about marketing. There are four things, Dale, that I've seen from my clients that usually hinder business growth. And one is 
uh, customers or clients can't get a hold of the business. Okay. They can't find the business online. They're unable to find the answers that they need quickly while they're scrolling on Google, which uh, no, Google is uh, number one search engine that's used at this time to search for businesses. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is customers just can't stay engaged after purchasing your services or your products. Okay. Now, that being said, the main foundation in order to not have these things happen, in order to for businesses or clients to find you, is to create a business plan to find out for who your ideal client or customer is. And sometimes you'll hear this called an avatar. So, you know, sometimes in networking groups, you say that people ask you, well, what's who's your ideal avatar? Who's your ideal customer? Now let's talk about what that means. What that means is that who is the person or persons that you want to sell your services to, um, ideally, all right? So in order to do that, all of my clients, and I walk them through this, I consult with them on how to write a business plan. I don't write business plans for my clients because they know what they're wanting to do, what their goals they, goals are. I help them along to find what their goals are. But the, at least in their heads, they know what their ideal client or customer is. So my job as a consultant, as a business strategist, is to walk them through that to make sure that that is really who they want to target, who they want to sell their services to. And there are several ways you know, to do that. But that business plan, I use a really in-depth business plan to do that. So we want to identify your client avatar to really attract more leads. That's what, that's the whole purpose of having an avatar. And you want to identify the goals and values of your ideal client. It is so important to know that, to know how to serve them. You want to find out um, their demographics. Where are they located? Are they um, close to you, furthest from you? And then that will also help you to, to know what, the price point is because your services that you charge in California may be a different price that you may cert that you may charge in Alabama. You have to know that you have to know their demographics. Yeah, you have to know um, what their challenges are, what their pain points are. Because once you know that, then you know that you can go in and assist them with that and make sure that your services are in alignment with what their pain points are so you can help them to overcome that. And then you also wanna know what their objections are, you know, maybe and what's hindering them from growing so that again, you can come in and whatever your services or products are, you want to be able to assist them with that. So we talk about a business plan. Your business plan will also have your financial information in that plan, your financial structure. That is the, that's the most complicated part for most business owners to figure out. And I, I walk them through that. I usually tell them, leave that for last. Okay, let's focus on your mission. Let's focus on your goals. Let's focus on um, building your business a little bit from there. And then we, we come back to the financial part last. Okay, so business plan is different, Dale, than a strategic plan. When you're building a house, you need that foundation. 
That's your business plan. Your strategic plan now is more like your blueprint. And so how are we now from that business plan going to get to our goals? Well, that's what your strategic plan is. How are we going to move from point A to point B to achieve your goals? And these goals could be your long-term goals, your three-year goal. It could be your one-year goal. And then I break it down to what are we going to achieve in the next three months? And every three months, I have a review with my clients to make sure that we are on the right path. And I do want to say this, just because you have a business plan doesn't mean it's set in stone. Things change. Yeah. The trends change. And so I urge my clients and I will sit down with them and we'll look over their business plan again, review it again every couple of months just to make sure that everything is still in alignment with their goals and that their strategic plan, we are taking the necessary steps to accomplish those. You know, no one ever thought that we'd have a recession, right? So that business plan, I also put in place there methods of how to recession-proof your business. We have the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast that we had an episode talking about how to recession-proof your business. As a business strategist, Dale, my goal is to look ahead for my clients. They may be thinking about what they want to accomplish this year or next month, but my goal is to set them up so that they're in a position to accomplish those short-term and long-term goals and then plan for unnecessary um, hazards that may happen. Yeah. Claudine, can you can you speak a little bit about so uh, meeting with clients every three months? Um, so I guess maybe two two questions for that. First is how often are you seeing trends change? And I I, I understand that's going to vary by industry, um, but some of it is kind of macroeconomical, right? So you know, there's there's big trends that change. And then second, what are what are you what are you doing in those three months? or every three month reviews, what's, what's the, what's the purpose for that? What's the, the objective? Great questions. When we have a job, we usually have three months to get oriented to our job, right? Mm -hmm. That's the same. That's how I look at it with my clients. We develop a plan, a marketing strategy for their business. And then we implement that marketing strategy. And then in three months, it's like we want to have a baseline. That's the best way to describe it, right? So we start out, especially when we're dealing with social media and we're um, utilizing blog posts or social media posts. And as you know, social media is not something that happens overnight. You need to watch it and it grows and you need to make those connections and build relationships. (laughs) It's a process. So we have a baseline when I first get started with my clients. And then three months later, we look at that strategic plan and we look at where we are based on our baseline. Every three months, Dale, I have that strategic um, and three-month review strategic plan. We look at that and have that three-month review every three months. Trends change. Just like when you're dealing with SEO. SEO changes. I tell my clients when you're creating a website, we'll talk about this a little bit later in marketing because we can go through all different directions in marketing. But when you have a website, your website should not just sit there. You need to look at your website, revamp it, look at the SEO, look at your long tail keywords, make sure that those keywords are on par 
with the keywords that are being used to describe your business. Whenever you write a blog article online for your website, it's really important to go back and update that blog article. Look at the words that you're using so that your website can be more visible to the current industry trends and the current industry, industry terms that are being used. And so, you know, as we go into marketing, we want to make sure that we find the right social media platform that's ideal for your target audience, okay, or your avatar. Mm -hmm. It's really important for you to set up a Google business profile, formerly known as Google My Business, okay? Google business profile puts your business on the map. We all use Google whenever we're trying to find just about anything, okay? We use it when we're trying to find a florist, when we're trying to find someone that does consulting services, we're trying to find a great company we to build our home. Yeah. Everything. Everything, that's right. Yeah. And what do we do? We look at their reviews. Google reviews can really make or break your business. If you have five-star reviews versus a company that has maybe 3.5 star reviews. You can guess which company is going to get a phone call, the five star business. So Google business profile enables your customers or your clients to find you online and find your business online. It's really important that you have those keywords that describe your business. Okay. Um, Posting consistently on Google Business Profile is important. I have clients that have come to me that their business, they're all set up, they're ready to go, they've got their hours, they've got the right keywords, the right terms for SEO, um, but they're not posting on Google Business Profile. Well, guess what that does? It makes your, it slips your business from page one all the way down to now going through maybe page 10, 10 pages to find your business. Google is super smart, guys. Yeah. Dale, you know this. I, so I learned this the hard way. So yes, I'm, I'm shaking my head, <laughs> understanding that I've, I've learned this lesson the hard way, yes. But the important thing is that we've, we all learned, right? Um, so once you, you know, you learn that Google is smart and they will, um, Google will look at how active you are on Google business profile. So if you have a great business profile, your keywords are great, SEO is great, but you're not posting anything on Google business profile, your business will go from page one all the way down to page 10. Yeah. So it's really important, I tell my clients this too, is just like you're posting on social media to make your business visible, you have to post on Google business profile in order to keep your business high in the ranking for Google. So Google will think that you're not just, your business is not just sitting there, but you're actively involved in your business and that you have clients and that you're being really productive. Yeah. There are other things, Dale, as you know, when it comes to marketing that we can do. Um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is another major platform that is used a lot for marketing. Now, I consider LinkedIn as a platform to make connections and build those relationships. And 
when you post to, to, you know, to LinkedIn, say for instance, or even Facebook, Facebook is great depending on what type of business you are. And we've got to be careful too and make sure that once we identify our ideal avatar that we know what platform is best for our business. Is it going to be TikTok? Is it going to be Facebook? Is it going to be Instagram? And you have to really determine what you like to do. And if you don't like to do it, hire someone to do it, but yeah. make sure that they're, they're doing it great. That's another thing we can go into too, it's outsourcing. But with LinkedIn, you've got to make sure, just some tidbits, when you're posting on LinkedIn and you're building these relationships, make sure that your, your posts are of professional quality, that you're using the highest resolution possible to post, okay? You're either going to use post videos or photos. So there's got to be a visual element to whatever story you're telling. That's another aspect of marketing that we could dive into is storytelling. It's not just posting maybe what's trending, mm -hmm. but you have to tell a story. As you're building relationships on LinkedIn or your various social media platforms, your clients and your customers need to know all about you. What makes you tick? Why did you get into business? And then they want to know, okay, I either like this person, I want to do business with this person. And if they do, then they want to know, well, what are your services? But they have to get to know you first. Dale, it took you and I, you know, quite a while to get to know each other. And we've been friends for years now. Yeah. And we're, yeah. we're across, we're on the opposite ends, <laughs> almost of the United States. But yeah, um, we built those relationships, right? Same with LinkedIn, same with whatever social media platform that you are on. Also, when you are posting it should always, whatever you're posting should always link back to your website. Your, your website should be your hub for your business. Everything should go back to your website. So you're going to use a link for that. And um, your text should be engaging. It should always tell something about your business. What makes your business different? What makes you stand out from your competition? Mm -hmm. It's great that your customers or your clients know who you are, but it shouldn't be too long. We have, I think now it's less than 2.5 seconds when it comes to social media to get people to really focus in and hone in on us and our business and what we're saying. That's you know, so when it says social, they used to tell you that you had about six to seven seconds. Huh. So about the attention span of a goldfish is the older the, you know, graphic I used to see. And so now that's down to two and a half seconds. That's the scroll. Two and a half seconds. Jeez. Dale, wow. it's, you know, this is why TikTok works so well, right? Mm -hmm. um, because the, 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 the reels, the videos are so short. Our attention span, it's just, it's just, it's shortened. And it, gosh, you know, social media trends change every three months. I tell my clients, let's look at your social media because it really does change that quickly, just even faster than your computer now, you know? Um, so if you have a story to tell, I suggest that you break it up into short segments. You can always film a, maybe a 30 second video, but break those up into maybe five or six posts, okay? So take snippets from that and then post that. And get more mileage, I like that. And get more mileage, that's right. And then whenever you're posting, make sure that your text always includes a call to action. Sign up now. Call us now. Um, th 
things like that. And one major thing that I think it is important, Dale, is when you're using social media, make sure that you share your post, not just share posting it to one or two platforms, but sharing it amongst your friends, your colleagues, and making sure that you've built those relationships enough to ask your friends and colleagues to share that post with other people that are in their circle. Sure. I always tell my clients when you're, you know, on LinkedIn, make sure you stock whoever you want your ideal clients to be. <laughs> Look at your ideal clients and stock them. Find out who their friends are. Comment on their posts and not just like their posts, but comment and say why you like their posts so that you can bring attention to you and your business. And so that will help to grow your audience. That's a really good idea because it's so easy to just kind of, you know, do the the drive-by like button, you know, which which I think yes. is the Instagram um, thing because you just scroll, double tap, scroll, double tap, scroll, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, so no, I, I like s- slowing down and actually seeing the content before you like it. That's right. Absolutely. Um, and it forces us to just focus on what that content is as well, you know, and then again, just build those relationships. That's how you do it on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. So again, if you don't like to do that, outsource it. Outsource it or outsource it to someone that that loves to do social media media and is great at doing social media. And guys, always remember this rule. This is what I use. It's called the 532 rule. And for every 10 blog posts that you post, five should be engaging or entertaining. Three should be informational and two should be your salesy type of post. So you don't always want to be selling. That's going to drive your ideal customers, your avatar away. All right. So that 532 rule, I use that with all my clients and they're really successful with that. I like that. Thank you, Dale. Now there are other there are other means of advertising too. You know, there's YouTube, right? YouTube, I know, Dale, you're a fan of YouTube as well. I like YouTube. Um, I have not posted yet on YouTube, but now we're the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast will um, getting ready to post all of our podcast episodes on YouTube. Nice. Um, YouTube is great if your company has a podcast, if if you're an educational type organization and you want to post a curriculum or have classes on you, about your curriculum there, or if you just have various informational or educational type videos, that's what YouTube is for. You'll see there that um, there's a YouTube channel that I like. It's, it's a, a specific car YouTube channel because it tells me all of the information about my vehicle, you know, about SUV that I have. And I, I love it. And what's new, what's coming out, you know, what's the new model gonna look like? So we wanna get those tidbits and that's really what it's for. We want information on YouTube, okay? Right. You talked a little bit about Facebook. If you have a 501c3 or nonprofit organization, that's maybe a family type organization. Um, it, Facebook is great because a lot of families, a lot of older individuals are on Facebook. My kids think I'm not hit because I'm on Facebook because they're like, oh, that's for older people. That's okay. My business is on Facebook <laughs> and I get clients, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Instagram is great. If you like to post videos and reels, 
It doesn't have to be anything professional that you're posting. Grab your cell phone, post something, you know, about your business, how, how you got into business, make it quick and fast. Because remember, you have about two, two and a half seconds to get your audience's attention. Mm -hmm. but, you know, don't get hung up on it having to be professional because we're not perfect, right? People just want to learn about you. If you're quirky, that's great. It's fine. Just get your information out there in your quirky, fun way. Yeah. That's, that's what's going to get your, you know, people to love you, your personality. TikTok is great for reels as well, for really, really short videos. But TikTok, you've got to post maybe three, four times a day. If that's what you like to do, go for it. Again, it doesn't have to be anything professional, but it needs to tell you how to do something. A lot of these TikTok videos that we watch, it's all about how to, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's really the same. Instagram, like I said, it's about reels, but Instagram, it's more of a personal um, story. It's almost taken over, I feel like, uh, what Facebook used to be. So that's Instagram, except it's all reels. But Instagram is more personal. It's all about your story. Right. Yeah. So I have a question about about all of that. Um, so, you know, we have, and I'm asking this question because this is something I think about all the time with content, right? Because that's really the name of the game anymore in marketing is producing content, right? Fresh, original content. But we have, we have Twitter, Facebook, the Google business profiles, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, podcasting, Reddit, TikTok, Pinterest, Alignable, is it possible for a business? And I, I know I left off probably like 85 other <laughs> possible networks, right? Is it possible for a business to be doing too much or to try to be everywhere kind of spread thin? Is that is that a thing? It is a thing, Dale. That's an awesome question. I love that. Yes, you can do too much. We're not super women. We're not Superman, right? We have one life. We have, you know, one. Some people have three, four businesses. Um, but yes. Don't do too much. Do what you can handle comfortably, okay? Again, if, you, if you're a sole proprietor and you're doing everything, you're, you, well, you can't do everything yourself. So if you feel that you can do everything yourself, please hand it off. Right. Because you're not going to be good at everything, okay? You're going to be going around in circles trying to figure it out. Outsource that. Hire somebody that's good at something that you don't like to do or something that you're not good at. Choose three platforms. Here's rule of thumb. Um, you choose a platform that is only for written posts, social media posts, and then choose two in which you can put videos. Okay, and then you have your website. Your website is always number one, but that's the rule of thumb. Yeah. And what's the best way to pick those, you know, those, those three networks in, I, I think in my mind, it would be, it would make sense that you would choose those networks based on where your intended client base is going or where they're spending time. But is there any other criteria that you would put in for you to choose? Absolutely. Great question. Yes. Yeah. So again, it all goes back to your business plan. It all goes back to your ideal avatar. Your ideal client, where are they spending time? What are you selling? Um, are you selling consulting services? Are you a construction company, right? Are you a financial advisor? 
where are those individuals looking? Where are they spending their time? You know, and also we forgot Twitter, but Twitter, a lot of Twitter is more, I, I feel like more for politics, maybe financial folks, maybe on Twitter as well. But you've really yeah. got to hone in and hire someone, a consultant, strategist, to look at where your audience is and what your services are and how it fits into your 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 services and your your what you're selling, you know, where your audiences are. Virtual ingenuity, we do a lot of digital media, right? Mm. Digital um, advertising, rather. And so, you know, when you're sitting there and you're picking up your child from carpool, for those of you that do that, and you see these pop-up ads, you've just searched, um, say, uh, laundry detergent. You know, you forgot, okay, I need to pick up laundry detergent. You just search. And then all of a sudden, you see all these pop these ads popping up for laundry detergent or things like that. That's called geofencing and georegency. Well, virtual ingenuity, we provide those digital marketing services for our clients. So that is a way of targeting specifically your target audience, those moms that are the shoppers that are sitting in carpool line that have 45 minutes to an hour to spend. So it's called targeted advertising. We do a lot of that. That entails a lot of um, research to do. So it's market research. Um, and that's more your digital marketing and that we use that for social media as well. We do a lot of content marketing as well. Digital media is, has really just taken off. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, what I think I would ask this, um, and maybe again, selfishly, because I, sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, I'm trying to market the firm and the firm is still just over a year old. So we're, we're growing, right? Um, but a lot of times there are things that, you know, I go out and a year ago, whatever I was posting feels stale, right? And that's the way it should yeah. be because everything is changing. Even the networks or, or the, the, uh, the social media networks or whatever you're on, those have changed over the past year. And I, I look back, I think the longest uh, social media network that I've been on is Twitter. I've been on Twitter since 2000. Yeah eight and i've seen that platform change so much over the years but i wonder if you see something or if you would have maybe what you consider a mistake that a lot of businesses are making with social media and if so what would that be ah there's several mistakes i see um, businesses making just posting with no real plan just um so my suggestion is this depending on what your business is, find a, a topic every month that you're going to post on based on what the current trends are for your business, okay? Um, can't fail. Be yourself, be natural, one or two sentences about what that trending topic is and how it relates to your business and how you can help your um, clients. In other words, your business plan. What is your client's pain point? What is it that is hindering them from growing? And you look at the services that you can provide to your client, and that's what you're going to post about based on your the industry trend. Super easy. Make and follow that five three um, two rule as well. 
You know, it never should be informational all the time because we get bored of that. Oh, they're just posting. Here's, you know, that person or that company again. Make sure that when you are posting on social media, that your brand is always visible. Whatever you, your infographic you're using, if you use infographics, which I urge you to do, um, make sure that it has your brand colors as well. Um, make sure that your logo design is easy to read. Make sure that you always use your tagline. Make sure that we know what your mission statement is at all times. It's okay to repeat those, your colors, your, mm -hmm. your tagline, your mission statement. That's fine. Change up the content a little bit, but it's like Nike, right? We see that little, almost that little check mark, that, that swirl of a check mark. Yeah. We know it's Nike. We see Michael Jordan. What do we know? Hey, that's Nike, right? right? Nike does a phenomenal job of building their brand. And they have athletes, right? We know Air Jordan. It makes you fly. It makes you um, go in the air and, and make slam dunks. I mean, I like Nike because I think I can do all of that. <laughs> they do an amazing <laughs> job. Just I've do tried. it. I've tried. I can't dunk, but still. <laughs> but, yeah. but still, you want to try, right? Of course. You want to just do it. So um, it's that. It's just building your brand. And um, really, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. It's about building that brand. It's about that brand architecture and knowing how to, how to build it and, and get your message out there. Use your taglines, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And taglines are important. And I, I find that in networking, a lot of businesses, they either don't have a tagline or it's just something kind of random that doesn't actually speak to their, their business. And, and I, I think the tagline is a really important hidden element in your marketing, especially in networking, because it's, it's a memory hook um, for people. It's a memory hook. You're absolutely right, Dale. That's a great way to put it. It's a memory hook. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Hashtags are important too. Mm -hmm. The thing with hashtags, use two or three hashtags, but don't use 10, 15. It gets confusing. And make sure whenever you're using your hashtag, that it's something that is reflective of your business. So if you are a nonprofit organization, you're a cancer coach, you know, hashtag cancer, make sure it's the right type of cancer that you're um, being coached on. If your specialty is breast cancer, well, do you really want to use hashtag cancer? Because that encompasses a lot of different kinds of cancer. So just use hashtags that are specific to you. When you use that hashtag, is someone in a drinking a beer bottle going to pop up? Uh, that's not really indicative of your brand, right? If, if not, then you might not want to use that hashtag. Right. So that's why I tell my clients, you stick to two to three hashtags that is, it's really vindictive of your business and really has your mission, has your values in mind and that it reflects those things about your business. Okay. Now, um, question I would have, you know, with social media, and, and I think the question that probably a lot of business owners ask or anybody who's attempting marketing and uh, they'll look at social media and posting and they'll want to have some sort of ROI on it, right? Mm -hmm. So what am I getting out of social media? So realistically, what should a business expect with results in social media? Oh, in social media, definitely not fast results. And ROI, guys, is return on investment. Thank you. So you want to make sure, yes, absolutely. So you want to make sure that you know, people say you have to invest, you have to spend money to make money. 
yeah, true to a certain extent. Okay. But how much money then do you want to spend on social media? That is something that virtual ingenuity, we look at for you all. Okay. Just like Dale with finances, you look at, you know, your clients want, um, they may have a mid midlife crisis and they want to buy a motorcycle. You consult with them and figure out, well, is that in your plan? Was that in our financial plan? That's what you have, right? I think it's called the financial. The financial purpose. Financial yeah. purpose. purpose. Yeah. It all goes back to your purpose. That's right. It all goes back to, for, for us in consulting, your business plan, your strategic marketing plan, steps that's going to take you there to get to accomplish your goals. So we want to look at whatever we are investing in. How much are we going to invest? We sit down, we consult with our clients and look at that. We look at their, this is why the financial part of the business plan is so important. For sure. Finance is everything. Yeah, you know that. Um how much of a return are you going to get if your business is only making, say, $150,000 a year, okay? How much then do we break up and spend on marketing? Every company has to decide how much you're going to spend on marketing. What platforms are you going to use to spend? How much are you going to pay somebody? Do you want to go ahead and use larger advertising agencies that are not in your um in your wheelhouse. They're not, you know, you, your company may be in Arizona, but the company that's doing your advertising, and we have a lot of blanket advertising agencies where there are these large companies that they just put these blanket statements out there, blanket advertising. Well, they don't really get to know your community because they're halfway across the country or sometimes in another country, which I'm not knocking that. That's fine if that works for you, but make sure that whoever, whatever company or business you use to do your advertising does the research. You've already taken the time to do research on your business, right, Dale? So you know, you know who your target market is. Everybody that works with you, that you contract out, or that are your employees should also know what your mission, your values are. They should know everything about your company. They should pretty much sell your business for you, market your business for you. Okay, everybody that is a part of Nike, you see them with the Nike shoes on, right? Um, so it's it's the same thing. Make sure that you're, you're, and that's how people determine that your business is also reputable as well. Okay, we talk about they look at your, um, your reviews on Google. There's a reason they're looking at your reviews. They want to make sure you're reputable. All right. So make sure that. When you're investing, you are going to get that return on investment. Get with a consultant or someone, you know, to help you. I also think that everyone, everybody should have a mentor. A mentor is great. I know, Dale, you have one. I've got a couple as well. Yep. Um, it's great to bounce ideas off somebody, you know, that's been there. Um, so those are just, just a little, um, some information that just wanted to share with return on investment. Yeah, very, very helpful. So Claudine, as we kind of head to wrap up here, uh, I'd like to borrow a page from your playbook. And uh, the question would be, what is a takeaway that you would like somebody who's listening to this to have? A takeaway, um, so many things. Get a business plan, get someone to help you with your business plan, stay focused, know what your mission is, know what your values are. And get a really great 
business plan, not a one page business plan. That's not going to work. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you really want to know who your target market is, it's going to take work guys. When you you're just starting out in business, that's going to be the most challenging part. And I feel as though when you're starting your business, I mean, that's your pain point. That's your pain point is getting started, right? Just do it. Just, just start it. Um, make sure that you do your research into the products that you're selling, the services that you're offering, get a great consultant, get a, get a great mentor that's been there that can guide you through the process. Get a really great business plan. If you're a nonprofit or even a business that's going to apply for grants or funding, you better believe that business plan is going to come into play. That's why it's important when you're starting your business, get it done right to get that great business plan. So then when you're applying for funding, capital, you don't have to start over and try to pull something thing together quickly. You already have that roadmap there. Then from your business plan, you get a strategic plan. Let someone help you on how to achieve your goals and get to where you want to get to in business and surpass those goals. Great. That's a great takeaway. And Claudine, for those listening, uh, how can people get in touch with you and virtual ingenuity? Thank you, Dale. Thanks for asking that. Well, we are all over social media. Uh, just a few flat platforms, though. We are on Facebook, Virtual Ingenuity LLC. We are on Instagram as well. And um, our website is www.virtualingenuityllc.com. Again, that's virtualingenuityllc.com. I am also on LinkedIn. Connect with me. Let's be friends. Let's get to know each other. Claudine Land on uh, LinkedIn. Um, also, the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. We've got a lot, guys, of resources available for entrepreneurs there on our variety of topics. The Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast is on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You guys, visit, like, rate, comment, get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. I've got a lot of resources. We're starting season three of our podcast. A lot of resources that I want to share with you all. So thank you so much, Dale. Wonderful. And I, I will put links to those in the show notes as well. So that way people uh, can can get a quick access to that. So Claudine, it's been a pleasure talking with you as always. I enjoy our conversations and I always learn so much from you. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Dale, for having me. I always love talking with you too. Excellent. Well, again, thanks for being on the Financial Purpose Podcast and thanks to all of you for listening. And until next time, take care. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Learn more about your financial purpose at lifemoveswealth.com.